Hey, this is the Baldy Bishops. <laughs> hey, Matt. Hey, Alan. <laughs> you doing all right, man? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, just getting used to all this. You feeling a bit better? Yeah, I was a bit under the weather yesterday, but feeling much better today. Good, man. Good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, so, bearing fruit series, yeah. how have you found it? Man, I, I think it's essential, isn't it? I think, yeah. I mean, this, the truth <laughs> the, <laughs> the truth of it are essential, I suppose. Uh, maybe not our series in it. But. <laughs> no, no, the, these, these truths. Yeah. The scriptural truths are, are just absolutely paramount and integral to every believer, aren't they? Yeah, man. So we're going to do the final final episode, I suppose, of this series, which is we're just going to look at suffering because the Bible has this link between suffering and fruitfulness. Um, so that's kind of what we're going to be looking at today. Um, but if anyone is suffering right now, you know, we don't want to come across as cold or callous towards yeah. you. Uh, this is, it's kind of a theology of suffering. It, 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 it may be better for you to go and read the psalm and, and cry out to God and meet with a brother or sister in Christ and just, um, yeah, be together in the word, you know, rather than listen to this. So this is not not trying to be cold or callous. But we're looking at the relationship between suffering and fruitfulness. Um, and, yeah, there's an undeniable link between our suffering and our fruit bearing, right? Right, there has to, yeah, there is, because it's, it's part of life, isn't it? It's everyday experience on some level for most people. Yeah, so we're, so you've got Hebrews 12. And uh, we're going to look at three passages of scripture here that sort of talk about our character and our fruit bearing and our suffering going hand in hand. So if you get, we're going to look at a bit more of this, but if you get for now, if you get verse 9 to verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 12. What, what does verse 9 start with? Oh, did I not give you it? <laughs> Furthermore. Furthermore. Okay, sorry. Did you yeah. delete the verse? Uh, no, I, I copied and pasted it, but there's no <laughs> reference. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so verse 9. Yep. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. How, uh, sorry, shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us, as seemed best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Right. So verse 10 is saying that somehow our suffering enables us to become partakers of God's holiness. Mm -hmm. And verse 11 says that somehow after it, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness, mm -hmm. which is the fruit we've been looking at yeah. uh, this whole time. Mm -hmm. um, now, positionally, we're already holy and righteous in Jesus Christ. So what is this talking about when it says, we're going to be partakers of his holiness and we're going to have the peaceable fruit of righteousness if, if positionally we're already holy and righteous. Yeah, I think it's talking about practicality, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the practical nature of righteousness. So not just righteousness positionally, but righteousness practically. So growing in our holiness, yeah. growing in our righteousness. Yeah. It, so, so suffering has a link with that, it mm. says in these verses. Now, you've also got James chapter 1. So James chapter 1, verse uh, 2 to verse 4. Okay, verse 2 to verse 4. Uh, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Right, so here it's saying that our trials, the testing of our faith, 
produces patience. Mm. This this patience is like steadfastness, endurance, perseverance. It's not waiting for the bus patience. It's running a marathon patience. Yeah. Um, and, and somehow through this, it's going to lead to us becoming more mature. Uh, and then we go to, I've got John chapter 15 and mm. uh, this famous passage about abiding in Christ. Verse two says at the end of verse two, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So he's going to prune the branch so that it will be more fruitful. Mm. Um, so yeah, so there's the, there's an undeniable link here between our suffering and our fruit bearing. But a question then, does suffering produce fruit? Well, yes, in some ways. <laughs> God produces fruit through suffering. Yeah, yeah. God produces fruit yeah. uh, through the suffering. So they do connect, but we have to understand that suffering does not automatically or inevitably produce fruit mm. in us. Mm. It, it's good. not an automatic thing. Um, there's an old adage, trials can make you bitter or make you better. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the, the one, the, the same sun that melts the ice or melts the wax also hardens the clay. Um, and suffering can turn us into saints or it can turn us into dragons. Mm-hmm. So it, it, suffering itself is not actually the right. thing that, that's making us righteous. So mm-hmm. are you are you still in James? James, yeah. So if you get James again and just look out for some of the commandments that are attached to verse 2 to verse 5, um, we don't have to read it again, but we'll just look here and see there's actually things that we're supposed to be doing in order for our suffering to produce uh, patience and maturity in us. Uh, we'll count it all joy. Yeah. So, we're, so yeah, you can rejoice in it rather than, you know, the murmuring and the grumbling and the complaining, right? Mm. And then be knowledgeable that the testing of your faith produces Patience. Yes. And it says in verse four, let patience have its work. Mm. So let it do its thing. Mm. You know, so there's there's an active response that we're supposed to have here. Mm. And then if you're if you're not sure how to rejoice and you're not sure how to let patience have its perfect work, what can you do in verse five? Well, ask of God. <laughs> so yeah. so praying to God. So yeah, so there's the the implication here is if we don't do those three things, uh kind of joy, let patience have its work, and ask for wisdom, then we won't actually mature. Um John 15, you know, it says that that the, the branch that bears fruit, he's going to, he's going to prune it. It'll be more fruitful. But Jesus also said that if you don't abide in him, you won't have any fruit. So it's not like you have a choice. I can either abide to be fruitful or suffer to be fruitful. It's mm. I only abide to be fruitful <coughs> and suffering is attached to that. Mm. And then if we go back to Hebrews 12 and we see some of the commandments in, in, in this little section as well about our, our suffering. Um, and it says in, in uh, verse five, it's quoting from the old Testament don't despise this chastening. Uh, mm. Don't take it lightly. Mm. Um, it has this idea. I think it's in verse nine. Yeah, uh, you you once you paid your father's respect when they were chastening you. Mm-hmm. Shall you not much more readily be in subjection or submit to the, the father of spirits? Mm-hmm. Um, so you see, there's this idea here of I have to submit to this. I have to endure this. I have to not despise it. I have to keep trusting God in this in order for it to do the thing that God wants it to do in me. Yeah. I, th- I think it, it just reminds us that um, f- faith, our faith in Christ was always meant to be a proactive faith, mm. never just a, a faith in in theory, but a proactive faith acting upon what we believe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that that not waiting for the the bus or waiting for the GP. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the patience of actually continuing in this journey. Mm. So suffering does not produce fruit in the sense that Christ, <clears throat> the true vine, working in us by the Spirit, is the one that produces fruit in our lives. And in order for suffering to lead to anything good in us, we have to yield, submit to, and trust God in our suffering. Mm. Otherwise, it won't actually be for our profit in the end. Mm. Um, so 
This idea of James 1, it says to count it all joy. How are we meant to be rejoicing in our trials? What, is that, what on earth does that look like? Because Hebrews 12 here, sorry, to, Hebrews 12 says um, uh, no suffering or no chastening is pleasurable. In verse 11, hmm. it doesn't seem to be joyful for the present. It's painful. It's not pleasurable. It's painful. So what is he, you know, again, like you go to the Psalms and the same Holy Spirit who wrote the Psalms also wrote James 1, count mm-hmm. it all joy. And the Psalms are lament, crying out to God with broken hearts, weeping before him, pleading for him to hear us and to act. So how do we bring together this idea of rejoicing and at the same time lamenting? Yeah, well, what it's what it's not is it's not talking about asceticism, is it? Is it? It's not yeah. saying that we we take joy, um, like for example, Jesus didn't actually joy in the cross, right? Yeah, the actual nails being driven into his wrist, you know, he, he, that's not the joy he's talking yeah. about, but it's the joy that was set before him in light of the cross. In light of the yeah, cross, man. yeah, like the results of it. Yeah, I mean that that that's right above Hebrews twelve here. Mm-hmm. Um, he despised the shame. Mm-hmm. He wasn't rejoicing in it. He despised it, but it was because of what was coming. He endured because of the joy that was coming. Mm. Um, so, yeah, suffering is a result of the fall, pain and sickness and death, broken relationships, other people sinning against you. None of these things are the very good of Genesis chapter 1. But mm. God, in his loving wisdom, can use the consequences of sin to reverse sin. Mm. Um, he used death to destroy death. Uh, he uses the wrath of man to bring him glory. Um, and, and God is up to something in our suffering, and that's why we rejoice, mm. because we know that our good God's up to something. Mm-hmm. So I wrote this a little while ago. Um, suffering is our good and loving God withholding his good and loving gifts in his good and loving wisdom for his good and loving purposes. Mm. That's mm. what suffering is. And seeing it from that perspective, mm. we can rejoice then. Yeah, I mean, uh, how can you not rejoice in that? Especially if you if you, if you you have a personal relationship with the God that you just explained. I think you said um, a good and loving God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and if we know a good and loving God who gives us good and loving gifts, even in suffering, mm, mm-hmm. how, how can how can you not, you know, in in response, love and adhere to that person? Yeah, yeah, and, and not that this is easy, but no, but, no, no, no. But by yeah, but by faith, but, this but, can but be. it's like okay. So so I have you say God is a good and loving God. I'm neither good nor loving mm. left to myself. Mm. I'm I'm evil and I'm hateful. Right. So, so if, and, and I hate to keep going back to the, what, what Trevi said in his testimony a few mm. weeks ago, which hopefully we'll do a podcast on soon. Yeah. Yeah. But he talked about turning inward, outward, or upward. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if we turn inward or outward, all that we see is the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, evil and hateful. Yeah. But if we turn upward. Yeah. That's, and that's the solution is, is saying, in my suffering, if I turn inward, Man, that's going to be horrible, and mm-hmm. the and the results of that, it's just going to get worse. It's going to multiply yeah. and compound. But if I turn, and likewise, if I turn outward, but if I turn upward, yeah, that's, that's, that's where the, the answer trigger. is. Yeah. yeah. So, we're, how does suffering lead to fruit? Is the question, and the answer is 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 basically this: our suffering is one of the means that Christ lovingly uses to expose us to ourselves. Mm-hmm. He uses other means. He uses Scripture. He uses the Holy Spirit. Um, he uses our brothers and sisters. But suffering is also one of those means it exposes us to ourselves. As you've been saying here, we are sinful and we are weak, but we are we are also very ignorant of the depths of both our sinfulness and our weaknesses. Mm. So suffering exposes us to both. Mm. Um, so in Second Corinthians twelve, we'll not 
take the time to read it, but uh, Paul tells us he had a, he had some kind of thorn in the flesh. We're not 100% sure what it is. Mm. Um, he acknowledges it as a messenger of Satan, and he describes it as a torment. Um, and instead of God lovingly removing it from Paul, he calls Paul to joyfully endure it instead. Mm. And we know that this torment would have left him weak and broken. He asked God to remove it three times. This was something that was leaving him really broken. Um, but he learned to see it not just as a messenger of Satan, but as a tool of God. And in verse 9, he says I, he learned to boast in it. You know, mm. I, I boast in my weaknesses and infirmities. And in verse 10, I learned to take pleasure in it or to be content in it. Um, because in this area of his suffering, he was realizing two things. Um, he was realizing that it stopped him from becoming conceited or prideful. That's verse 7 mm. of 2 Corinthians 12. It's like, in order, so to stop me from becoming conceited and lifted up and prideful, this thing came to me. Mm. So it was helping me against my sin. And in verse 9 to 10, it allowed him to experience the strength of God. Yeah. So he's not boasting or taking pleasure in the thorn itself. Like, I'm so happy I have this thorn in the flesh. Rather, he's boasting and taking pleasure in the opportunity that this thorn has given him to see God graciously work his strength into his life. Yeah, yeah. What 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 the thorn has led him to. Right. Yeah. That's the boast. That's mm -hmm. the that's the pleasure. So so suffering chisels away our pride. It it knocks our independence. It it wrecks our boasting. Um, suffering can humble us. It can remove the myth of the permanence of earth's treasures. It can leave us feeling helpless and desperate. And then it, it can expose to us the lie that we find ultimate refuge or joy and satisfaction in created things. That's what mm -hmm. suffering does. It sort of empties us of ourselves and our, our love of, of things and stuff rather than God. Mm -hmm. um, theologians call all of this God's severe mercy. Mm -hmm. God's severe mercy. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I just read that probably last year, first time I saw those two words, and I haven't stopped seeing it in these books I'm reading at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um just severe mercy. Like, how do you bring those two things together? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But but God's showing all these things. You know, he, he allows suffering to expose us to our sinfulness and our weakness, but not to shame us, right? Mm. He's, he's doing it to humble us yeah, and to give us a, a deeper sense of, of our need for his grace in our lives. Yeah, and I think that's really important in the, the theology of understanding what God is doing in our lives in suffering. Because if, if we've you know, I think very early on in my Christian life, when suffering would come, I would often think, man, what have I done wrong? He's out to get me. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's no doubt, you know, the, the law of sowing and reaping. And, and I, I get right, all yeah, of that. Yeah. But it's just this idea that that's my natural default is when suffering comes, what have I done wrong? Mm. Why is God punishing me? Or, right. you know, right. like, um, like like God is, as most people that we talk to in the street who aren't Christians think that God is this evil old man. Is, pardon me for being irreverent mm. with thunderbolts in heaven just waiting to cast him down yeah in in his rage in his tantrums yeah um, and it's important that we just make that little tweak in our in our minds that we never view god that way yeah that we always view god as that good and loving god that you were talking about yeah earlier. so he's not shaming us he's he's humbling us mm -hmm. um and, and he's doing that um so that we we run because because we run to life we we run to broken cisterns dry wells salt water and mirages hmm. and what god's doing is he's beginning to show us so that we learn by experience that he truly is the only source of living water that's really what suffering can hmm. do hmm. um and as we so then as we turn away from all these empty things right from the the things of life we turn away from our independence and finding our strength in ourselves uh, and then we what we do then is we run to him and we run to we run to christ for these things hmm. and what will happen as we run to christ well then we grow 
right? Yeah. So, yeah. so suffering doesn't produce fruit. It drives us to the one mm. who produces fruit in us. Mm. It makes us closer to him as we, as we, you know, like a child who's afraid in the dark, like mm. cries out for mom or dad and runs to them. Um, and that, that closeness then. Yeah. Um, and, and then we run to him with our, so, so, you know, suffering is exposed to your weakness, right? Yeah. Or it's exposed to your sinfulness in ways that you never realized before. Yeah. It's and like a curtain being pulled back. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it, it exposes it. It's like a, it's like looking in the mirror, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, or the tea bag illustration we've been using. And sometimes you're shocked to see, man, I didn't know that's what was in my mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. But you, you take that to Christ and what do you experience when you take it to Christ? Yeah, you, f- forgiveness for yeah. for one, um, <laughs> healing, strength. Yeah, yeah. So you you're you're welcomed with grace, with mm-hmm. mercy, with gentleness, with mm-hmm. kindness, with love, and and then what that does is it it helps you to love him more, because the more you see your weakness, the more you see mm-hmm. your sinfulness, the more you take it to him, the more you're met with mercy the more you realize he he loves me and the more you love him and the more you love him, the more you desire him, the more you desire him, the closer you get to him, mm. the closer you get to him, the more you become like him. Yeah. And the more that's, we grow as well. Exactly. Yeah. That's what suffering does. Yeah. Suffering on its own does not lead to this. Suffering is one of God's gracious tools to drive us to Christ um, mm. for refuge. So, so in that sense, then suffering is connected to the root work of the Christian, which we've been looking at. Or it's not the fruit work of mm. producing fruit in us; it's the root work root of work, driving yeah. us to Jesus. Because yeah. it's a big part of our theology, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, give me Spurgeon then on this. This, this is this is my all-time <laughs> favorite quote. I knew you wanted to say ever. it, not me. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my all-time favorite quote yeah. ever outside of the Bible. I love it. I've learned to kiss the wave that throws me up. On the rock. Hold on, you said it wrong. Try. You, oh yeah, yeah. I've, 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 right. No, not that I'm, you got it wrong. Just that you you, you messed up. You, you sort of like slipped on a word. No, I, I did. It's because be I've said clean, man. Come on. I've learned to kiss the waves that throw me up on the rock of ages. <laughs> uh, right. <clears throat> so the waves of life, the suffering. Mm. I'm shipwrecked. You mm. know, I, I've I'm out in the storm. I'm out in the chaos. Uh, everything else I've trusted in to keep me above water is gone. Mm. The the ships sinking the wood smashed to bits the waves are tossing me mm. i've got nowhere to run and then one wave just throws me up onto christ mm. you know the context of, of spurgeon running that quote was in the treasury of david mm. and he was actually doing his commentary on psalm 61 verse 2 when my heart is overwhelmed wow. lead me to the rock that is higher than i man that's beautiful yeah yeah so so the storms of life in the middle of them, we look over and oh, there's a rock for me to, to lean on here. So we run to Christ. Yeah. And then there, close to Christ, we bear the fruit that Christ mm. wants us to produce or wants to produce in us. Sorry. So suffering helps us with the root work because we take our suffering to Jesus mm. through scripture, pouring into scripture with our wounds, you know, <laughs> through prayer, crying out to God more than we have been, mm-hmm. through fellowship, taking it to one another. Um, you helped me a lot, man. On, on Tuesday, I was just, uh, you kept asking me about it. I was out of sorts. And eventually on Tuesday, I just opened up about some things I'm suffering with in my, in my sort of emotional and, and mental way of dealing with stuff. Um, that's fellowship. And you, you mm. prayed for me. You pointed me to Christ and to the gospel. Um, and, I, and, I, and you helped me turn a corner. And so, mm. it, Lord, so you helped me to come to Jesus with it, didn't you? Mm. And then the gathering of the saints. So again, like, that's the high root stuff, scripture, prayer, fellowship, and gathering. Um, we take our suffering to those scenarios and we root ourselves to him by faith and hope in the midst of those scenarios. And then there's fruit because we're close mm-hmm. to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we have two options when it comes to our suffering. Option one, which is our natural propensity, this is where I naturally lean. We can flee to creature refugees. Mm. Re- refuge, refuges. <laughs> refugees. <laughs> I, don't, don't, uh, I don't know why we do that, but you can flee to creature refuges. <laughs> I'm going to try and say that right. Um, so we can run to people, other people. Not that it's wrong to go to people. No, no. I mean to run to them as a refuge. Yeah. So, so, so yesterday or Tuesday, yeah. had you come to me and said, Matt, I need you to help me. I need you to give me life. Right. <laughs> create a solution for this. Yeah. But our response wasn't. Right, so let me tell you what you need to do. It was, yeah. God, help my brother. Yeah. Know? So you're, you're Look a, to Christ. Amen. You were a little finger pointing me to big God yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Um, so, But if you run to people as refuge, then that's not going to be mm. good, right? Or you can run to entertainment. Yeah. So Netflix until I die. Yeah. Uh, I can Escapism and all that. Escapism, yeah. reading fiction, <clears throat> like books upon books upon books, um, playing the PlayStation. None of these things are just dying on YouTube, you know, watching yeah. all this. Mm-hmm. None of these things are bad in themselves, but mm-hmm. they can become escapes and yeah. they're bad. Yeah. We can run to lusts. People run to, to sex. People run to alcohol. People run to drugs. Uh, you can run to work. You know, I'm just going to stay busy. I'm going to stay mm-hmm. busy in the house mm-hmm. or busy at work or busy in ministry mm-hmm. and not think about my suffering or a whole bunch of other idols, essentially to find peace, to find comfort, to find satisfaction, or basically to find distraction away from it. Mm. What will run into those things lead to? Uh, well, you'll become, you become cold and bitter, won't you? But yeah. Um, I mean, even, even toward God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guilt. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll Shame, guilt. all of that. Yeah, yeah. It'll be part of it too. Yeah, definitely. It, and it goes, it, I guess it's come, kind of coming full circle here because we're going back to the identity stuff, aren't we? Yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're making full circle now because how we react to it, um, it, it affects not only the way that we view ourselves, but how we view God. Yeah. yeah so it's like time. a big full circle mm-hmm. reversion. Yeah. It, a reversion is a good word for it, man. So we grow bitter, like you said, hardened towards God and others. Um, it's all right. Despairing, hopeless, uh, empty. Your Parker said last night, um, dissatisfied and disappointed you know because mm. these things don't actually give a mm. life mm. um so then that's option one which is where we naturally do but option two we can flee to christ our true refuge we mm. can run to the rock mm. that's higher than i uh so we learn to hide ourselves away in him by rooting ourselves to him by faith and hope and what's that going to lead to then mm. well um yeah we'll find, our, find ourselves becoming more like christ won't we yeah even in our suffering mm. yeah, yeah. And, and there's there's something to that when you think about Philippians four, it says that I may know him in the power of his resurrection, which yeah. which is all fluffy and romantic, isn't it? <laughs> which is the the part that we can really rejoice in. Yeah. But then he says, and the fellowship of his yeah. sufferings being yeah. made conformable to his death. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. So we run to him. We find we we root our faith and hope in him. He's an anchor. We hold on to him. He holds on to us, and we have peace. We have we have intimacy with him. We. And we start to receive the fruit of the Spirit in those moments, mm. even mm. in our suffering, joy mm. and peace and kindness and patience, love, and then we become like Him. Mm. So suffering does not produce fruit. Suffering drives us, no, sorry, suffering can drive us to the one who produces fruit. Mm. And that's the connection between suffering and bearing fruit as a Christian. That's good, yeah. Knowing you, Jesus, there is no greater thing. Mm. You're my all. You're the best. You're my joy, my righteousness. Yeah. 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 And may our suffering help us to see that more, more and more. Yeah. Um, that's it for me. That's uh, the, I am ending the Bearing Fruit series. And 
with this suffering and fruit. You got anything to add towards the end? No, mate. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed it quite a bit, and it's uh, it's been helpful for me. Thanks. Cool. Thank you for listening to the Body Bishops podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact us at baldybishops at gmail.com. And we don't have social media. So you can get hold of us on the Blurton Baptist Facebook or Instagram. Let's go get an okay. Cool.